than a lot of, uh, well, than I thought, maybe a lot of you thought that it was going to be. Uh, bad pass at the end there by Baker. Uh, no, just can't, you know, can't get around that. And um, But, you know, I, I come away from this game a lot more heartened and feeling a lot better about things than I have in, in a while. Uh, I am Easy Weave. This is Easy Does It on Dogs by Nature. New uh, partnership and um, in, in inclusion of... Uh, of uh, the <clears throat> the uh, site upon from which most of us uh, know each other, uh, as has been recently sp- spelled out. But uh, today the Browns lose one in a game that I, you know, just like I- I've mentioned this for a while now, and today for different reasons. But I never, I, ne- I mean, there was a part there at the end where Baker doesn't make that play. It's like, well, if, you know, if we go down, we score a touchdown. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm working it all out, right? Like we go down, we score a touchdown, and we get the two point conversion. Okay. Fat chance either of those things are going to happen, as, of course, you know, bore out. But if that were to happen, then we get the onside kick, then we go down, score another touchdown, get another two-point conversion, and then we go into overtime, and then win the toss to get the ball first in overtime, go down, score a touchdown, and we win the game without Mahomey ever getting the ball back. But it didn't work out that way as you're, you're, you're running to your left, and Baker's been good all year at being able to pull up and throw while, while doing that. And unfortunately, uh, he got baited pretty bad, and just made a, you know, he made a, he made a rookie mistake. Um, the type of rookie mistake that I saw Brett Favre doing all the way till the very end of his career. So you hope that that doesn't happen, that he doesn't continue doing, you know, what he did at the end of the game today. It's like I look at it like this: I'd rather it be at the end of this game because there was no chance we were going, you know, this this there was never like. <sighs> In the first place, I mean, everything would have had to have been, like, it, it would we would have had to have, like, replaced Hugh Jackson prior to the offseason and gone in with a whole different approach to begin this year and then had everybody reasonably healthy and cooking along uh, to, have a, to have had a shot in this game to begin with. Because this is a very good, I mean, maybe the best offense, uh, I don't think maybe, but they are the best offense in the NFL today in the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and to beat those guys, we would have had to have be at our, been at our best, and we weren't <laughs> at our best. Final score, um, you know, not probably not as indicative of in totality of how much better than us they are, because it, it's, I mean Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what do you, what do you want? I mean, he he was if you if you were um, and there, we had I mean shoot we had shows we began this broadcast um, you know right after the. Uh, 2016 draft, so it was after. Yeah, so I guess we weren't doing this at the time of that draft, uh, unfortunately, because we were all over. We were all over Mahomes. Uh, I, I, I was. I would have been satisfied, very satisfied, if we'd have drafted him instead of uh, drafting Garrett. Now, as it turns out, I mean, I, I, I was also very satisfied with drafting Garrett. Basically, my attitude at the time was that I was, I, I was satisfied with what. We were doing well, with the approach with the team. I figured if Sashi liked any of the quarterbacks, including Trubisky or you know potentially Deshaun Watson, uh, and that's who he decided to take at number one or at number twelve, I would have been fine with it. 
And likewise, by passing on them, and I don't think that I think that you know, like a lot of people did, that the, the idea was that he was going to be there at twelve, um, or what have you. But we don't make that move, and Mahomes goes to the Chiefs because their general manager John Dorsey trades up a lot of draft picks to uh, Buffalo to make that huge trade, uh, and they then take Mahomes, and he is the he is. I mean, they're gonna they're likely to win at least one and maybe multiple Super Bowls throughout the course of the next you know decade and a half with uh, that guy at the helm. He's just sensational play. I mean, but I mean beyond that, I mean so. We would have it would have taken you know everything in our arsenal to have been able to beat that guy and this team, but then you know of course we've had this season where you know it's Greg Williams coaching his first game ever, and then you've got um the <laughs> before the kickoff happens, I am uh seeing in the injury report that that Demarius Randall isn't even going to play. And it's okay at that point. Forget about. It. I mean, to any any thought that you might have that that this was even going to be that we were even going to be able to like do something to keep it within the realm of possibility, which actually until Baker's bad pass, it was within the realm of possibility. If we if you know, like I say, we go down in that scenario and get that, it would everything would have had to work out perfectly, and it didn't. You know, there was there was plenty of non-perfect things that we did today. Um, so you know, it, it's 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 what it is. I mean, we. We, but when I find out that Randall's out, it's like okay. So there was there was really no chance at this point. He, that guy's been a major contributor all year. He goes down. Then shortly into the game, we lose Denzel Ward, and then shortly after that, we lose Christian Kirksey. And at that point, and even before then, but at that point especially, there was like I had zero expectation that we were even going to be able to even. Uh, keep them from scoring touchdowns on all of their possessions. As it turns out, we were able to stop them a couple of times and held them to a field goal once. So, hey, the defense actually performed better than, um, and I think you got to give Greg some credit for that. I mean, I, I, I can't, in other words, I can't really look at this performance and get, because some people are like, like Bernie's all salty. They're not giving effort. They're not even trying out there. But I was going to say something, but I, I, I held back, but no. They were out there. They were given their full effort, but these are. It was basically a second team unit. We're two thirds of our starting linebackers and three quarters of our secondary gone, and you're going up against a guy having an MVP year and the hottest offense in the league. There's no. We don't have a shot in that scenario, and we have in our in our own right. We've got a rookie quarterback who. Now look, I don't. My I I am not one. I don't do the. I told you so. That's not my thing. I never like that. However. I don't think that it was all that surprising or should have been all that surprising that Baker looked way better today than he has the last several weeks. He just, uh, the offense looked better overall. Nick Chubb looked fantastic. Um, the offensive line comparatively to Desmond Howard. I don't know when Desmond Harrison, Desmond Howard. I don't know when Desmond Harrison got hurt. I don't know if that happened prior to the game or early in the game. I lost a lot of, um, feed throughout various points of the game, unfortunately. So I missed, you know, even a lot of Baker's throws on the one drive that we ultimately ended up scoring a touchdown on. Um, but I mean, the final score, thirty-seven twenty-one. Yeah, okay, fine. That's about that's about the the margin of you know how close we 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 played these guys effort-wise. They probably could have scored sixty points on us if they if it was going full. If like if Baker were uh, lighting it up and they needed to go down and score points, they probably could have done it. But you know, we had our chance. We had our we had um, our opportunities. 
at multiple times to uh, um, I mean like they missed a bad pass interference in the first quarter but then in the second quarter they took away a holding penalty that probably you know would have stood in, in most other circumstances or maybe should have or whatever but uh, you know, I'm saying it wasn't like we we it wasn't like we got burned because of um, us not being uh, getting job by the refs. Even though that happens, it's I'm, that, I, I'm not saying I'm saying that's not what it was in this case. In this case, it was we got you know we were, we were not up to uh, we we weren't at the level of these guys both in terms of roster experience or coaching. And even with that, you know, market improvement on the offensive side of the ball with Freddie Kitchens running things. Um, Baker, to me, looked like he was um, uh, that he was doing the thing that the things that we were talking about the last several games, where he was actually making adjustments at the line that he wasn't doing the last several weeks. It seemed to me like he was kind of instructed not to. That was that's what it looked like to me, and it looked like today a lot of those those shackles were taken off. He, uh, Duke Johnson got more into the passing game. The offense just looked better overall. Uh, running and passing the ball, the offensive line looked better. But I say Desmond Harrison goes out, and uh, Greg Robinson comes in, and it was a much sharper performance, I think, by the offensive line than we've seen in a while. Uh, so Hats off to Bob Wiley and the gang. Offensive line looked better today. Uh, Baker had a lot more time today. Baker looked sharper today. Up until Baker had a good day. Baker had just had a good. I don't know what the alt, what the stats ended up being, but um, yeah, he's he's definitely behind Mahomes. You would expect him to be. I you know who knows what Mahomes would have looked like in his ninth game last year if he would have been playing for us in the same you know circumstance, going up against a a team with a juggernaut offense like we were today. But we don't know that. What we know is what happened today is that uh, their uh, their best beat um, what we had to throw up against them, and it wasn't it wasn't cl- it wasn't especially close. Thirty seven twenty one was the final, but I mean it was. And, I, and look, I, there was things about the game today that I think there are positives to take away as far as the. I mean, yeah, there. Yeah, we got to work on, and and this is, I guess, uh, for how much if you were to look at like if you were serious about Greg being the guy being the, you know being the guy moving forward that that will be our head coach and i don't think there's anybody that's really realistically looking at that other than i am just kind of curious uh how much you know seriousness there is within the organization about that i think it's possible you know and with a game like today i think that uh you know first like i was saying you got to get that madden guy that can work timeouts better i mean cuz we you know we we go into that scenario late in that situation with with you know we're, we don't have three timeouts you need those timeouts against in games like this you can burn timeouts in the first half but you gotta 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 make sure that you have your timeouts for the second half because let's say we would have like gone for the onside like gotten the two-point conversion and it, but then we go for the onside but miss it but we had three timeouts and there's like two minutes plus I mean, okay, chances are we stop them three times isn't great, but at least you have a chance. That's the whole point. Situational game management is about giving yourself the most opportunities at the end of the game. That's what it's about. And, you know, okay, so Greg's not particularly proficient at that. Then again, it's the first time these guys have played together, coached together, all of that. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape over that or the defensive performance because the defense, again, they're going up against one of the best offenses in football. Well, no, the best offense in football with one of the best, you know, certainly in conversation having the best year quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes. And, 
you know, where, okay, they they got you know they made a couple of plays. Um, the offense also made some plays. At the end of the day, they made way more than we did, and there was just there were moments where. Uh, they just beat us situationally, and that's how it is. You know, I mean, I always say that it it really never does come down to one game or one play, but a lot of times what it is is it's a, a, a situ you know a series of situations that happen throughout the course of the game. Um, you know, we have we have a, a sequel a sequence early on where it's we have a uh, or they, we 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 end up it ends up being like a third and twenty. And so we run a blitz. They run a screen to the other side of the field where we run the blitz. So the blitz that we run doesn't get close. They then run, have free block, and then Spencer Ware just easily navigates through the secondary, picks up the first. And the whole time I'm thinking, we're going to give up the first down here. Um, so that, the, those types of plays, that it wasn't a touchdown, but it led to a touchdown. It's just it's it's the type of thing that when you you break it down, like we would have we would have had to have gotten that that play. We would have had to have made that happen uh, in order to have a shot to win a game like today, and we didn't. And we didn't make those plays all game. And again, I'm I, yeah, you'd hope that the guys would be a little bit more polished, but they're they're down. You know, you're here's the guys that were out of today's game for all or most of it: Denzel Ward, Joe Schobert, Christian Kirksey. Terrence Mitchell, EJ Gaines. Who am I leaving out? I'm missing. I'm missing some somebody in this. Oh, Demarius Randall. There, yeah, he's pretty good. That's a lot of guys that we were down going up against a pretty healthy and stout unit. And for the most part, it looked to me like the like our front seven or our front well our front four uh, looked like for the most part they were getting pressure. That they were they were making things. They were making Mahomey move around. And that one touchdown pass to Kelsey was just, you know, the guy's falling down and makes just a, a sensational throw from his knees. Um, he, 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 kid, the kid is special, you know. I've, I've said this about Baker, the Baker special. And I think he is. Look, at, you know, uh, Baker made a terrible pass there at the end of the first uh, or at the end of the game. And it's not the first time that that's happened. And so, hey, you know, you need, you need to get better at that. Um, and I think that he will, but I'm not going to, you know, throw out the rest of what was a pretty solid performance all around. And I'll take that for the most part. You know, he's got to get better in the end of games of not making those kind of bad decisions, bad plays. And if he can do that, then, you know, there's going to be these t- – this was this this was a game, again, where we would have had to have played – and then today, even with all of those factors, again, the circumstance we would have had to have come up with. Scoring a touchdown, and he made it a perfect pass right before then to Callaway in stride. Um, really managed a lot of parts of the game today. And by the way, you know, Darnold, the guy that was you know, that would have been the guy that we would have taken instead of him, presumably in most people's minds, four four picks today. So, you know, Baker hasn't had a game like that. He's has had. You know, we we got lucky on a uh, strip sack. Um, but you know, I think that this is part of the the growing pains of a rookie quarterback. That guy comes in and you you, um, you know you're, you're he's going to take more chances and he's going to learn from he's he's going to learn from all of this. And so this is a game that I, I I had again no at no point did I have any expectation that we were going to win this game. And so it not happening is all that disappointing. I would have been really disappointed if the offense would have been as stagnant as it has been, stuck in the mud as it's been ever since really the the, the Los Angeles Chargers game. and even the Chargers game we, we were able to move it around a little bit. Um, 
you know, I think today we looked better compared, comparatively speaking, than we did in that game, and certainly than we looked against um, the uh, Buccaneers or the the uh, Steelers last week. So, I, I'm I'm happy to see that it does look. I mean, for the most part, you know, Baker bad pass at the end of the game needs to get better at that. Certainly deserves all the criticism as far as it goes with uh, turning over the ball there. But look. Um, I just, and I'm not, I, I say all that because I'm not trying to tell, I don't try to tell people like, um, how they should react or respond to these types of things. It's, you know, feel about it however you want. If you're, if you, if you want to be mad at him for, th- for throwing a pick at the end of the game, okay, be mad at him. I'm not telling you not to, and I'm not trying to be, and I'm not trying to be passive aggressive. I didn't like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'm not, it's not like that at all. I'm just saying for me personally, I'm just, I'm not all that mad about it. I didn't expect us to have a chance to win this game. And even if we score a touchdown there, the shot that we get a two-point conversion, I mean, we just haven't – we hadn't been able to do that for most of the game. But, again, I was fine with with that – with doing that. Like, I was overall happy with – even though the, the situational awareness, as I say, at the end of the game, uh, you know, and, and the not being able to preserve your timeouts, that sort of thing that continues to be a problem for us, even with that in mind, I'm still – overall, I liked the going for it on fourth down basically in every opportunity there was to do that. I liked the going for the two-point conversion, and I think that that's just the way we ought to play for the rest of this year, because we're going to be going up against teams that don't have as potent of, as an offense as we play today, and even with our patchwork defense, we're going to get some of these guys back. Um, I've Actually, all those guys that I mentioned earlier, I'm expecting that we're probably going to get all of them back at some point, and maybe if we do, the defense starts playing better to what it was, if the offense can play at that level you know, that it's playing at that it played at for most of today, that it played at for parts of the game against um, uh, the Bucks in the second half, and you know certainly against Oakland and uh, the Jets earlier this year, then you know if we combine that with kind of how the defense was playing when all of these guys were together, that uh, that could lead to some wins later on down the line. And I don't, I'm, I don't really have a, I, I'm not because I'm not really looking at this from the standpoint of wins and losses being a you know Greg needs to win this many games. I said you know. And last week and then throughout this week that five and three would probably get it done and i'm not really hoping and five and three i'd be thrilled with five and three that would end up being the season what uh seven uh eight and one that'd be a fantastic year i'd be, I'd be thrilled with that uh, and at that point yeah i would definitely uh, be all about keeping greg i i don't you know, that's I'm not hoping for that. That's not like what I'm what my primary. Although I got to tell you something, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, or on the, uh, the 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 welcome show last Friday. But seeing the way that the offense came out, the, the, the was just so much crisper all around. I would not throw out the notion of my man Freddie Kitchens as a uh, as as a candidate for the head coaching spot at the end of this year. If, 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 and I said this prior to the game, I said, and by the way, again, not, this isn't a, you know, I'm not about telling people I told you, so I'm just saying it was, it was, it could have been predicted and was by some of those people that you may know <laughs> that, that, uh, that the offensive line was going to look better, that the offense overall was going to look crisper, that, that, and, and it did overall. Now, of course, having Richard Higgins back out there is helpful. Um, but, I mean, also getting Duke Johnson involved in the offense was, you know, Nick Chubb had 85 yards on the ground. You know, Chubbers with uh, just a lot of second and third uh, tackle efforts, break tackle efforts. Duke had a lot of receptions, like almost 80 yards, on the, you know, from the passing game. And so 
I'm not unhappy. I'm, I'm, in other words, I'm seeing enough uh, progress within the offense in the passing game with Baker's development that, to me, really looked like it was getting stifled under Hugh and Haley. That to see the performance today, even though, yeah, okay, our offense gives up, uh, you know, almost 400 yards passing to a great young quarterback. Uh, I'm just not really all that bummed about the performance today. I kind of feel pretty good about it overall. I guess that's my thing. Even though it's a loss, even though it was a loss that wasn't particularly close, um, I come away feeling pretty good about uh, about things today. And um, I'll get into that a little bit more. I'll step away for a moment for... That's kind of how we do things now as part of Dogs by Nature. This is Easy Does It. My name is Easy Weave. We'll be right back. This Believe Land is our land with Josh Finney and John Colosimo. When literally we can't figure out a way to use the guys that are on the squad, it's just, it's maddening every week. And I think that at the end of the day, it's part of the reason that I think that Haley signed his death warrant. It was a question of stubbornness and how they choose to operate, an unwillingness to change, regardless of whose scheme and idea that is. I think that Dorsey probably looked at it and said, you know, if I can't pull out which one of you is at fault for this, then you can both go. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, after a little bit of time, to reflect on that because I was very surprised. It actually was a nice departure from what we've seen, geez, countless freaking times. How many times have we seen these power struggles play out? It was nice if if this is what they were trying to do is that nobody wins. You're both gone and nobody wins the power struggle and different is good. If you're going to look at it from that angle, I think this was a departure from what we see. Listen to This Believe Land is Our Land only on Dogs by Nature. All right, back at it. This is Easy Does It on Dogs by Nature. And even though, again, we are looking at a uh, another game that we weren't, you know, particularly in. Uh, for, I mean, no, no, it's not true. We were in this game. You know, going into the locker room uh, 21 to 15 at halftime. You know, I think that if the if if we're out there with uh, Hugh Jackson then the uh it, it's it's much different ball game it's a much different score much different attitude much different everything than uh than than how it kind of went down today and then again you know even you know get in there uh score a touchdown late uh there was points in this game where it really wasn't until the the blocked punt where it was just okay i mean and again there was up until that point, you can still say there's no way we're going to win this game just by projecting what these guys can do. Like there was just no way that because of all the aforementioned you know injuries, and it's not like our defense was playing particularly well whenever going up against a a capable and uh, well guys that are good at scheming you know offensive. Uh, teams, and particularly ones that have good quarterbacks. When you have those two things, you know, teams have been shredding our defense already. That's a a Greg thing. And I can't really um, put a whole lot on him as far as that goes today, because again, we're missing Joe Schobert apparently is the key to our entire defense working, and he's been out now for several weeks. Well, you know, I think Kirksey then comes in, and he's got to take up a lot of that and he has been uh, now out, or he is out now. And so, you know, we have Tanner Vallejo in there trying to do this. And we've got Denzel Rice trying to take over for Denzel Ward. And you're just, there's not, there's just not any, there's just not a, a, a chance. You know, we just don't have, when we don't have our best out there, 
going up against a an elite unit, and they really are. I mean, what do you want to say about the Kansas City offense? They're they're having one of those years, uh, you know, like you we've seen in year, like the, the greatest show on turf or. Uh, the Peyton year in Denver, or the uh, Brady year, and uh, you know the, when they went undefeated, and you know what, or the year uh, that the Vikings went fifteen and one and barely made it to the Super, almost you know, just there's sometimes that offenses just have these crazy years, and right now that's what the, the the Chiefs are having, and you know kudos to them, kudos to and and you know it's also it should make I mean the thing about this is you know another reason that it's good to. Or I should say, I feel good about it. I, I don't. I don't feel badly about it. Like I'm not sitting here just oh, what was us? You know, we're two six and one. Season's probably over. Time to start scouting the Jay. Hey, start scouting if you want to. I'll probably start looking at some things because it is you know, to the point in the year. Okay, we're 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 out of it as far as it goes. But there's still a lot about this team this year that's worth scouting as far as I'm concerned. And of course, our our rookie quarterback, who you know is as a constant, always constantly looking at at everything that uh, that he does and everything is scrutinized. But I feel very good about him uh, and the projection of where he he figures to be. Um, you know where he is now, and compared to where he's like, imagine what he's going to look like a year from now. When you consider what you know, Mahomes looks like in his second year, and I'm not trying to say that they're the same guy. They are. They're they're different type players, uh, but they're both really good. And it's I'm, I'm saying Baker is as as good as he looks right now. And yeah, making the boneheaded stuff. But I'm saying there's lots of of room for improvement there, and it's going to happen. The game's going to slow down for him. It's already at a pretty good spot for him, uh, considering. You know how most rookies look when they come into the league. He's uh, he's looked sharp, um, but you know again you can't make that decision at the end of the game, and so that's something that he's going to have to work on. But you also at the same time have to have that that kind of uh, killer instinct. So it's 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 a it's a it's a balancing act. But the kid is is special. Um, I'm still there's no doubt in my mind about that. Still that he's you know and so I'm 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 grateful that he's the guy that he you know that he is our guy. And I'm I'm thrilled about what the future looks like with him, you know, playing quarterback. And you know, we have to add some pieces to it. But watching that Chiefs team with uh, Mahomes there and with the rest, of, that's a team that really, for the most part, has been put together by by John Dorsey, our GM, including the move to move up and get, you know, uh, they was a uh, pass to a uh, Chris Conley today that uh, was. Uh, a guy makes the catch. And I'm like that. I remember when Meathead jumped up in front of Ray Farmer to get him because we thought we were going to get that guy. He dropped the pass today, but it's just one of those things that you remember, and you know, because watching this team and remember, you know, kind of going through, you know, when you when you're one of these people like I am, like you are, that is watching blow by blow during the draft on days two and three. You know, that's 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 hardcore fanning it. That that's when you're on a different level. You're more than just you know a box score watcher. You're definitely not fair weather if you're watch if you're if you are intently looking at and scrutinizing you know days two and three of the draft as it's going on. So we'll have that to look forward to, and this will be probably more fun year because we'll probably end up with you know, if we win you know two or three more games to uh, finish out the year, that's still going to end up getting us like uh, you know top probably five or six pick, maybe seven or eight uh, overall, which you know that's all right. 
We'll uh, we'll have plenty of cash under the cap if we want to go out there. And I don't. I haven't really looked at the uh, the free agent roster. I'm just saying there's there's plenty of that to come. And then of course the coaching search and and all of that is to come as well. But there's a lot of this season left. And I'm I'm feel I feel pretty good about what the last seven games are going to look like now with Baker being more um, in control and and getting you know improving week to week. What that's going to look like. What it's going to look like with the defense as we start getting some of these guys back. And maybe we end up, you know, maybe we end up, um, you know, spoiling it for Baltimore or the Bengals or one of the other teams that we're playing, Denver maybe. Uh, any of these teams that we're playing coming up, that if we get some of our, our start, you get some of our guys back, and if we get all those guys back that I mentioned, and I don't think that it's out of the question for any of them, Mitchell's tough, but, uh, you know, how great would it be to have all of those guys back on the field at the same time? Now, yeah, we were... St- still getting uh schemed badly out schemed badly i should say uh in many cases but i I would certainly feel a lot better about things if like let's say that we uh we ran the table and and i'm not i'm not suggesting this is even possible i'm just saying hypothetically speaking like if we ran the table and we won every game on the schedule from here on out, we end up finishing nine six and one. Then we end up playing the Chiefs again. I'd feel a lot better in a second contest with them if we had all of our guys in our lineup. But that's going to be the same against anybody. That's going to be the same against anybody that we play. And yeah, I can understand that injuries happen, but you can't, if you can't acknowledge, I mean, two thirds of the linebacking core and three quarters of the def- of the secondary, those guys are out of your lineup. That's you're gonna have a hard time uh, beating anyone. You're definitely not going to beat the chefs. You're definitely not going to put up any sort of a a, a serious effort against those guys. Those guys are really, really good. Mahomes is really, really good. And there, that was if, if, if today was the first time you've seen that guy. I mean, I haven't. I've watched you know the highlights certainly of of what he's done this year, and I've seen a couple of games that he's played in, like actually sat and watched you know him do his thing and he's got a lot of you know he's got a lot of the 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 same quirkiness the same you know that he had at the texas tech but that's what i'm saying like for for me i watched so much of him during the draft process of 2016 uh so much tape and and so none of the stuff that he was doing today was really surprising at all because he's just that good The, the the um key for him is going to be in these games where He's got to go down and win it later on, and that that's that's the part that um, he's as his. I think that's going to be the part that defines his career because obviously you've got all of the arm talent that you could possibly want. The guy, <laughs> the guy can hit every throw from every. It, 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 he's got no. He's falling down. He's falling to the so he's he has no feet on the ground at all. Talk about footwork. He's in. He's in mid fall, and in mid fall. With no, so he's got obviously nothing to push off of. While he's falling down, he has enough in his arm alone, enough zip to get it on target to Kelsey on a third down play for a touchdown. It's like what do you, or maybe that was a third down conversion that led to a touchdown. I think to Hunt a couple of plays later. But what do you, what are you going to do against? And, and look, if you're gonna, if you are going to beat that, if you're going to beat that level of talent and performance. Because it's one thing to be talented; it's another thing to be great. It's another thing to show up and perform, you know. In these, you know, because this is everybody was saying this is a classic trap game. Okay, well, Mahomes came to play today, and that dude, when you know, when he makes when he's making plays like that, it's like, all right, if you're going to beat that, you better bring everything that you got. And we just didn't have it today. 
and we were hamstrung because of the injuries. And But, I mean, w- even with that, even with being hamstrung with the injuries, you still saw a, a much better effort, a much better performance, a much better offense in particularly uh, balance today and overall uh, output and production than we've seen in a while. So I'm feeling pretty pumped about the rest of this year. I don't know how many games we're ultimately going to win. I was feeling like at the after we beat uh, the Ravens, I thought this is a team that could you know could really win a lot of games and it could be um, a fun year. And I mean, it still could be a fun year, but I definitely have pared down the expectations after you know the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, with some games that we. It's 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 just a different it's a, it's a whole different ball game now. But I could I could see us you know winning two three games uh, as this season uh, goes and and maybe more you know depending on how health, how quickly we can get some of those guys back healthy. Um, I think it makes a big difference when you get Rashard Higgins back in the lineup, even though he wasn't you know a, a world beater today. But just something about the way that the offense was moving. Baker had more time and was able to make better uh, uh, decisions. I mean, but again, he wasn't he wasn't perfect today. And I'm not going to absolve the interception at the end of the game. I'm not going to absolve the several times where he was just off target on some throws, missed Njoku on what would have been a big play. Uh, came back and and laid a perfect pass in to Callaway uh, later on that same drive. But he's a rookie. He's a rookie for us, and he's playing. You know, rookie ball better than I've... Uh, do you remember seeing anybody playing better than that for us, ever? I, I don't. I'm good with it. I'm good with I'm good with it overall. I'm good with Baker. I'm definitely good with Freddie Kitchens. I'm great with Nick Chubb. Uh, Chubbers uh, look, look fantastic today. I mean, and, I, and you know, I was, I've been saying throughout this year that I thought that Nick Chubb looked like uh, a young Jamal Lewis. And there certainly is some of that. Uh, but but he ha- but there's also I got to tell you and, and that to the touchdown run especially he's also got quite a bit of Le'Veon Bell the way that Le'Veon sets up is very patient sets up his blockers and then explodes at the right time and is able to Nick Chubb does that a lot he's kind of like he has a lot of qualities of a young Jamal Lewis and Le'Veon Bell um but not but he but he, he's a lot like them but but he's he's not exactly like either of them. That's a pretty good mixture. It's a pretty good combo. The kid is—he's uh, really good. <laughs> he's a re- he's a really good player. And the better we get, the more consistently we're able to do what we were able to do today offensively. Um, when we're not going up against a a a true juggernaut like we were today, then I think that—and not to say that 21 points is enough to win. Uh, and, but I mean, I'll, you figure how many of those two-point conversions did did we get any of them? I don't think that we we scored. I think we scored. Um, the field goal. So what? That's nine. And then the other touchdown. And then so yeah, we didn't we didn't get any of the two point. If we got, let's say we got three of those two point conversions, the three two point conversions that we didn't get, then that'd be an additional six points. That's now twenty seven. You can win with that. Uh, if 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 I'm just saying that, and even if you add the three from the three extra points, that'd be twenty four. Maybe that's that's getting closer to that level that you need. But you know, at the same time, you can't take extra points for granted. You just can't. And hey, you know, if we if we would have gotten those three extra points, then what was the final score? Thirty seven would have been twenty seven thirty seven. Then that's a little bit more doable at the end of the game there. Woulda, coulda, shoulda didn't happen that way. I get it. Um this was not I mean look, they they were already a better team than us. Pardon me, I hit the mic there. Sorry to do that. They were already a better team than us. We were we would have had to have played our best with at, at full strength to have a shot. We weren't at full strength. 
And I don't know that the guys that were out there played their best, but a lot of the guys that were out there, especially on defense, are, are second-string guys. So, again, you know, talk, talking to you, Bernie, I mean, I love you, but if you're, if you're going to say that the guys aren't giving – I mean, how, if they're just not – they're just not that good. I mean, it seriously was, like, about as close to what you're going to see at the NFL level of – um, like Alabama playing at Alcorn State. I mean, they, they just they, – it's, it's our second-string unit. It's Tanner Vallejo and Denzel Rice and Derek Kindred, who I think is very much a second-string player. Uh, and a couple of guys that I wasn't even all that familiar with out there. Well, the defensive line, for the most part, is getting pretty decent pressure most of the day. You know, Mahomes was not just sitting back there. There were a couple of times where they schemed that where he was sitting back there with a lot of time because they got – uh, everybody to to bite on on reverse boot option or uh, action, and so you know that happened a couple of times. But for the most part, Mahomes had to um, had to, had to maneuver around, had to make plays. He did. He made the plays because he's just that good. And that's what I'm saying. Like if if you're going to beat that, you're going to have to bring everything you got. And we couldn't do that today. But it's okay though because the there's there's talent enough on this squad that you know Dorsey's not going anywhere. He's he's proven his medal. And you look at a team like Kansas City today, you look at the effort on our guys being improved after uh, the the departure of Hugh Jackson kind of indicates that, you know, the roster is in the spot that it needs to be in. So at that point, you feel pretty good about uh, where we are as far as, you know, John Dorsey, affectionately referred to here as Meathead from time to time is he's going to be the guy like and we're not going to be making a change with him now we're probably going to we're probably not and like i say unless the in the unlikely circumstance that greg williams were to you know reel off like a five and three now it would have to be a uh, five and two to finish out the year short of something like that uh i think that he's definitely going to be replaced but if that were you know and if now look if unless one of the other options is that we don't Let's say we don't do that. We go like three and uh, what is it? Three and four down that down that same stretch. If uh, doesn't seem like I got the math right there, but either way, like let's say we only win three games down the stretch instead. Uh, but the offense looks mostly like it does today. Like we lose a lot of games, pretty much like it was today, where the offense is scoring points, moving the ball, looking better. Cutting down the mistakes. You notice a lot of the mistakes were kind of cut out of the offense today. You know, I don't want to say that too loud because it's just you know because because they can always come back. But if if the offense looks, I mean, then would you seriously not want to give Freddie Kitchens a look? Because you don't get to keep the guy. That's a point. It's like if you bring in if you bring in a coach. I think that when we ever whenever we get into these these moments, whenever we get into these times when we're looking at. Uh, who the new crew is going to be, and we want to kind of, uh, you know, war game that out and, and uh, kind of handicap who it's going to be and <clears throat> so on. It's not realistic. It's just not practical for you to get a coordinator or a, a whether, he, whether he's a coordinator of an NFL team or he's a head coach of a college team or whoever you bring in. That guy generally is going to want to bring in his own guys. It's just the way it is. Um, now, I'm not saying there, there couldn't be an exception. I'm just saying it's pretty unlikely that you're going to find somebody that is going to be, oh, yeah, cool, we'll keep Greg, we'll keep we'll keep Kitchens. And if Kitchens has got it really, you know, running with, uh, with uh, Baker 
and it looks good. I'm, you know, I, I don't have a huge problem with, you know, kind of keeping as much of the nucleus together here as we can go, and give this guy a shot, possibly. And again, a lot of season left in the... And it kind of depends on who's available, right? I mean, we just don't know who's going to be available, who would even be interested in the job. But you're looking at a team that's got a, a young, exciting quarterback, that's got a young... Uh, world-beating uh, player at defensive end, Miles Garrett, guy who is just looks you know f- fabulous in his uh, his his first two years in the league. You've got a lot of of really good. I mean, there certainly are some areas of the team that need to be shored up. I think going into the off season, although the way again, Greg Robinson played a lot better today than we've seen at left tackle in a while. So hey, it's it's worth keeping an eye on that. Uh, situation maybe he is is the answer there uh obviously too too soon to tell but i think tackle and wide receiver probably the two biggest needs and then cornerback and defensive tackle on the defensive side of the ball so we got some areas that we could certainly improve in the offseason but if you are a prospective coach coming into this let's say that we uh let's say that it all goes wrong and we only win like one or two games or we don't win any games at all for the rest of the year which i i, th- I don't think that's going to happen i think that we're good enough to to pull out i think greg and this crew is good enough to eke out a win or two or three uh before it's all said and done here and uh but we still end up at that point you know that's four or five wins or three or four wins or whatever it is so you're going to have a team that's going to have most likely a top 10ish selection in the draft uh, and I think that we've—I don't think that we have too many of our picks traded away. I'd have to look, but I, uh, I think we most, for the most part, have all of ours. We don't have the treasure trove that we've had the last several years because we spent them all last year. So we've got already a lot of good young talent. I mentioned already Garrett and Mayfield, but you've also got Denzel Ward. Uh, you got Demarius Randall. You've got some good players on that offensive line, but some—some some, you know, obviously it's going to need some. Uh, additions. You got Nick Chubbs. So you got a lot of good, exciting young talent on the roster, including the most important position in all of sports. You know, handled, and you've got 100 million dollars in cap space. And at that point, uh, you've also got um, a guy that is here. Where I mean, again, I mean, yeah, it's it's a weird situation because of the the the, the bizarre way that that the Haslam likes to run it. But you've got a guy that is that seems to be pretty good at picking players, and if Dorsey is going to be our guy, if he's just going to be our guy picking players for the and I hope so. I hope that this is the way that it works out. That this is the guy ten years from now that's still picking our players, because the guy seems like he can pick players. I think that he leads a little bit to be desired as far as the overall job of GM is concerned, but. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm not unhappy with him, even though I just you know it sounds like it leaves a little bit. To be, I just I'm I'm not. He, he doesn't have a perfect record. Like Mayfield doesn't have a perfect record. Um, like I mean, like nobody has a perfect record. The NFL is really hard, but the uh, the performance today I think is encouraging in a lot of ways. I think that Greg um, is definitely going to be working after this year. Uh, probably not as our uh, head coach, probably not as our defensive coordinator, but for somebody as their defensive coordinator after this, I think he will have proved his mettle, um, I would think. But whoever the the new guy that we bring in, unless it is, you know, I, I could see a scenario where Freddie Kitchens takes over and decides to keep him, and I wouldn't be terribly unhappy with that for continuity and so on. It'd probably be good to kind of keep try to keep that that whole thing together if we can. That would be nice, but if we don't do that, then I don't think if a new you know guy comes in that he's going to want to keep that he, that he would keep kitchens or he would keep 
uh, Gregor. He would keep anybody that you like, whoever it is that you like on this staff. And yeah, I'm definitely ready. I'm, I've been like everybody else. I'm definitely all about ready to get rid of Amos Jones. Had a block punt today that was basically the end of it. Even though, like I say, there was never really a shot that we had in this game. But that when that happened, I'm I'm so the I mean the the the, the special teams unit has failed. I think every way there is to fail, right? Because I, I, haven't they given up a uh, a touchdown on return? Um, they almost gave one up on a block for a return. I know that uh, we had the block. I think that was last year, though. That was still with uh, Tabor. I wouldn't mind getting him back if it was possible, but whatever. Uh, we'll, it'll probably be a whole new group, but it's all good. I mean, what the point is is that this this job should attract a number of quality candidates. It really should because this is a good. There's a lot of, of there's a lot to like about about everything about this team uh, heading into 2019 and beyond. But um, and I think there's certainly a lot to look at as far as the, less, the rest of this year is concerned, 2018. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. I'm going to step away again here for a moment because it's what we do here now on the new format on our new uh, home. This is Easy Does It. My name is Easy Weave on Dogs by Nature. We'll be right back. This Believe Land is our land with Josh Finney and John Colosimo. When literally we can't figure out a way to use the guys that are on the squad, it's just, it's maddening every week. And I think that at the end of the day, it's part of the reason that I think that Haley signed his death warrant. It was a question of stubbornness and how they choose to operate, an unwillingness to change, regardless of whose scheme and idea that is. I think that Dorsey probably looked at it and said, you know, if I can't pull out which one of you is at fault for this, then you can both go. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, after a little bit of time, to reflect on that because I was very surprised. It actually was a nice departure from what we've seen, geez, countless freaking times. How many times have we seen these power struggles play out? It was nice if if this is what they were trying to do is that nobody wins. You're both gone and nobody wins the power struggle and different is good. If you're going to look at it from that angle, I think this was a departure from what we've seen. Listen to This Believe Land is Our Land only on Dogs by Nature. Yeah, you know, I don't remember ever seeing a play like that either. The uh, <clears throat> So, if, if you didn't get all that, they they had the ball. Because Garrett was offside, it was a free play. But even though it's a free play, the they have to stop the play at the end of it in order to um, get the to call it out. And so when that happens, you stop the clock. And when you stop the clock, you, you stop the clock. It's a stop. In other words, it w- it's a terrible penalty by Garrett because even though um, it's ultimately declined, it's like giving them an extra timeout. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, crap, they got eight seconds left. Uh, they're going to be able to now use that timeout, get something in the middle of the field, be able to get a field goal and again kill our momentum after getting the touchdown. But then what they do is because it was a because the clock was stopped, they don't realize that they go up and they spike the ball, and it's intentional grounding because the ball was was the clock was stopped. And I don't know that I knew that rule, but um, it didn't seem totally alien to me when I heard it. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, it's kind of like the free kick thing last week. It's like, yeah, okay, I kind of remember seeing that one time, maybe a long time ago. Uh, but definitely a weird, <laughs> weird sequence there. Um, but look, the sequence of events for us, you know, we're, we're in we're in pretty good shape, guys. All, all things considered, we're going to get a new coach, most likely. 
it's not going to be Greg. Probably not going to be uh, Kitchens, but I'm going to I'm going to keep beating that drum. You know, if the offense continues to improve, you know, week to week and with with the with the players that we have, then I definitely think it's worth uh, looking hard at at the end of the year. Of course, you know, we've got seven more weeks in the season, actually eight because we have a bye week in there. That bye week can't come fast enough. These guys definitely need a, a week to regroup, get refreshed, get some players back. So uh, that'll definitely be, be a welcome thing when it happens. But um, I like the, uh, the, the, the way that we are positioned at the kind of the most important parts of the team, it, with it, the, the big exception being now the offensive line. Today, for the most part, Kansas City pretty good at um, being able to pressure and really – other than uh, some blown assignments, which were better today than they've been in the last couple of weeks. Really not a, a giant amount of pressure. Baker was able to move out of it pretty well. The offensive line performed worlds better today than it has the last couple of weeks. Again, something that um, uh, you know what could have been and was predicted by some people. <laughs> and that's... And that's also with Desmond Harrison coming out. So maybe you know, again, if if Greg Robinson is playing well, then I think that that's a guy that you gotta you know, maybe maybe lock him down. But also look at you know in the draft next year. Uh, if if, we're, if you're looking at the priority of need, I think that you have to shore up that offensive line. And Chris Hubbard, unfortunately, is just not somebody that inspires a whole lot of confidence for me. I am definitely one that would like to see us upgrade there. But we committed a lot to him, so who knows? You know, it's, I, I've learned this over a lot of time of watching these these teams and the way that, uh, that, that that's kind of all put together, that just because it looks obvious to me and apparent to me that we should upgrade or change these guys you know meathead invested uh, you know 5 years and 35 million or whatever it was on chris hubbard so <clears throat> you know just because i think that we should probably move on doesn't mean that they have the same point of view and it's not like you can just dump that salary i mean not that it's a you know enormous contract but you just can't i mean although we did do that exactly that with carlos hyde so, you know, I don't know, maybe if there's a guy sitting there. But the thing I would really, I think, would be really worth looking into going into next year is really look at and consider the possibility of putting Joel Batonio at, if, if this thing with Greg Robinson doesn't work out, is moving Batonio out to uh, left tackle and then, you know, trying the experiment with him out there with Austin Corbett playing left guard. Because you got Corbett there who can play any of the interior positions. And maybe the move there is that he's going to replace Treader, although Treader has another year with us under contract. So, you know, the, the, they obviously they don't want to do that right now, but I still think that that's a move that's because tackle is just very difficult to. Um, that's it's it's a very difficult posi- position to uh, acquire in the league today, as are you know a lot of them. You know, wide receiver is difficult as well. And that's kind of where I'm looking at, like, wide receiver, offensive tackle. Those are the two things if I'm looking at next year. <clears throat> and, you know, again, I, I, I've, I'm not going to get into the whole, the, the whole entire uh, draft conversation, how you should go about, you know, looking at draft selections whenever you are uh, scouting, so to speak, for the, the draft seat. In other words... You shouldn't go into every scenario and say, we need a wide receiver, so we should draft this guy at this pick because of the need. You should go with the best player, but I think that the the need that you have in the team factors into all of that. 
So there's a lot of good receivers that are apparently available next year, but a lot of them are kind of they're, – they're good guys, but there's a lot of them that you probably get in mid-rounds, not a whole lot of top-tier guys. So there, that's going to be another – and it was kind of the same thing with running backs last year. And so, you know, Dorsey spent a very high resource on Nick Chubb. That right now looks like a great move. I mean, Nick Chubb looks like the back of the now and of the future. And it's great. He looks like a fantastic pick at number 35 right now. And so if we are able to get a similar type guy that can uh, come in and, and I think presumably everybody would want somebody that's at least like 6'1", 6'2", or taller. You're bigger, we want, you want kind of a big guy to offset um, and presumably – basically what we want is somebody that has Josh Gordon-type talent. Like, like those guys are all over the place. Uh, but I think somebody – I think you need a bigger target to kind of offset what Lando does because uh, when Landry is in the spot where he has to be the primary target, I think he struggles, and he's been struggling this year in that role. And uh, we, we've certainly missed not having a guy like Gordon in there, although he hasn't exactly been lighting it up with uh, with New England. But still, that's a th- those are the areas. And then again, that's that's offensively because we've got the quarterback position figured out. I want to put us in a position to score as many points as possible. We spent a lot of resources over the last couple of years on the defense, and I don't want to give the defense short shrift, but a lot of like a lot of people think that defensive tackle ought to be a priority. I, I think, honestly, that getting the other cornerback position opposite Denzel Ward is a higher priority. I think that we got a great performance out of Terrence Mitchell this year. I don't know that we can count on that as like the long-term solution, that he's going to be the guy moving forward in that role. And so as far as if we're looking at need on defense. But at the same time, you can also look at the linebacking core with uh, the the way that uh, Jamie Collins has, has had his struggles this year and guys getting hurt. Uh, Avery has, you know, looked sharp. He's he's done pretty well as, as a rookie out there, Jannard Avery. But I think that you can use certainly upgrades, you know, everywhere at, at, at every level, but not – but, I mean, but what we have on the roster right now, I'm not – I'm just not – I'm not really worried about replacing anybody because I see a lot of talent there, and you could certainly win with it if you have the right guy that's coordinating it. And maybe with Greg in a third year with this unit, you'd see a much, you know, better, more, uh, more opportunistic, you know, even though we've gotten a lot of turnovers already this year, that we could even do a better job of that and, and maybe – increase uh at you know the 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 propensity of our doing things that we do well and cut down on our mistakes and get better at tackling you know maybe maybe that happens if you get a third year or maybe you just bring somebody in and they automatically snap everybody better and into place because they're just better coaches like it looks like happened with freddie kitchens today uh taking over for hugh and haley so you know it remains to be seen of course but at uh, at present, there's you know there's lots of guys that, that, that and you know them. There's you know Link, a lot of people are looking at Lincoln Riley, Baker's coach at, at uh, Oklahoma. Uh, a lot of people are looking at the guy I like is John DeFilippo. There's uh, there, and there's a lot lots of guys that people are pointing at. In fact, the uh, Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is a guy that a lot of people are looking at as well. Again, there's there's certainly a uh, a plethora of guys that you could look at, but to my mind, it's I, I just want whoever it is to come in and have the entire team be in harmony about the direction. Uh, I want the the new coach that comes in to absolutely be you know head over heels madly in love with Baker Mayfield, and 
thus is in lockstep with what should be the entire organizational focus, which is to put him in a position to to uh, thrive, and then defensively to do everything that we possibly can to cultivate an environment where Miles Garrett and now Denzel Ward, because those are our major investments on defense. Uh, you know, put those guys in because there's there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of really <laughs> it's tremendous assets on this ball club that should be able to attract a top-tier talent, and hopefully we're able to make a good selection and pick a good candidate. Because uh, then this team, from a talent standpoint, can, you know, if Baker comes in next year and shows some, you know, some, some substantial improvement, which his, you know, his pedigree and his everything leads to him being able to do that, then, you know, maybe we see a, a huge jump next year like we've seen, you know, like I've, I've mentioned this now several times in talking about this, the way that the, when Peyton Manning came into the league, the uh, the Colts went 3-13 and 13 his rookie year. <clears throat> and then the next year, after that, they went 13-3. and three. And it was, you know, I mentioned this, uh, this line a lot of times because it's a good one. He, he learned a lot of uh, good football at the end of a lot of bad games. And today, I think, was, was some of that for Baker. I think same thing last week, uh, where, yeah, okay, you're out of it, and you're not going to win the game, but still out there, still learning. And I, this is all going to redound, ultimately, to his and our benefit in the long run, where this this time that he's out there right now, we're probably not going to win a whole lot of games for the end of the year, but he's going to get more confident. He's going to you know develop more of a rapport with his guys. He's going to get better. And we've got a bright future ahead of us, given the 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 uh, <clears throat> kind of the existing core of players that are on the roster. It's exciting. It's exciting to uh, to to view what this future can hold. And and to me, Hugh Jackson was such a lousy coach. He was so terrible. And and I, I I'm not one that you know like if you go back to my stance on Mike Petton, for example, I was not uh, one that that was pig piling on him. I don't necessarily think that every time we're in one of these spots that the guy is just the, I, I'm, I'm slow to this type of hyperbolic, uh, reaction or sounding, uh, rhetoric. We're talking about just how terrible, but the record speaks for itself. And my, my modest expectation, you know, my expectations for 2017, for example, was four and 12 Kaiser starts every game and we don't blow everything up at the end of the year. Those were my modest expectations at the end of, or going into the 27th. And we couldn't even get that. And we couldn't get that because, not because we didn't have the talent to get it done, but because we we did not have adequate coaching to get it done. So, and I, I, that's, I'm 100% convinced of that. I think that this year showed a lot more of why that is, because with a clearly better roster and a more seasoned roster, the uh, the, the, the results were mostly the same. Because it has to do with, and I think that uh, as the season goes along, with especially if we're able to get a lot of these guys back, that you're going to see, you know, that show up in the win column. We're going to, you know, see see us having a couple of victory threads here before it's all said and done. Uh, but it wasn't going to happen today. There was never a chance that it was going to happen today. And uh, and you know it's fine. I'm good with it. I'm uh, I'm I'm not I'm not bummed at all. I'm happy with. I'm I'm I would have been like it would have been a lot more of a dour sounding like hey everybody how you doing. I, I would have been really down and depressed if the same stagnant like you know kind of seemed locked in place offense that uh, 
that it looks like we had been ex- trying to execute the last several weeks was in was still there today, and it wasn't. You know, Baker looked a, a lot today. Did you not? Did you not notice today a much better improved play at the quarterback position and at the offensive line? So, you know, uh, and I'm watching. You know, right now I'm seeing Jared Goff throwing a touchdown pass, and that guy in his rookie year, people thought. That uh, that you know that he was a uh, you know a bust and that and you, you just can't not to say that I'm not to say that anybody out there is saying Baker is a bust. I'm sure they're out there, like the guy like Cowherd and there's others that that I'm sure have that, which is ridiculous because you should be as excited as can possibly be about Baker Mayfield right now. Kid looks outstanding. Yeah, maybe he effed up at the end of the game. I'll give him that, but he's a rookie. All right, it's it's it, you know it'll happen from time to time. Um, but far more positive than negative, and with a full off season as the no doubt about it bona fide starter, uh, concentrate on getting him some more guys around him. You know, at the because we're not really in a spot we're going to lose anybody. We're still going to you know Joku's going to come back, and Lando's coming back, and Higo was coming back, and everybody's coming back. But we need to add, I think, another big target on the outside, and I'd like to uh, shore up. Um, a, a big blocker on the outside of the, of the line. And if we're able to do that, then I'm not really too concerned if we then use our secondary assets and, and take more kind of uh, YOLO shots on guys to um, kind of fortify the interior of the defensive line or the defensive secondary, because I think we're at a better starting point on both of those units. You know, if... if we're able to get Terrence Mitchell to come, you know, get fully recovered and come back playing at the level he was earlier this year. Then okay, we have that's that's an adequate uh, starting group. Although you know, I think that what your what is being learned, and look, you got to give you know Dorsey credit. He did go out and get a whole bunch of guys during the off season, but you do almost have to have like three or four starting cornerbacks now because of the all of the spread that uh, the teams are doing, and so it's just it's just the way the game is played now, you know. And it is what it is, and I'm, you know, uh, it just means that we need to, when we get to that point of asset allocation, uh, we're just going to have to to bite the bullet and and do what we need to do to get that shored up as we can. But I think more importantly than that is you got to take care of number one. In this case, it's number six. You got to take care of that guy. Make sure that he's got adequate uh, blocking from the offensive line. Make sure that you get him some wide receivers that can get open. Give this kid a chance to be good, and he will be really, 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 really good. And uh, that's uh, that's that's basically where I'm at with all of it. <clears throat> Not feeling too bad about today. I'm looking forward to uh, who do we got next week? Is that Atlanta? Is it Carolina? Is it uh, the Bengals? I don't know who 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 do we actually have uh, next week. I don't know. I don't have the uh, information in front of me, her. So maybe I can uh, find it here as I close this out. But um, again, I hope that um, you. I hope that you are enjoying, among other things, the conversion to the new platform that we have uh, grouped up, partnered up with Dogs by Nature. We are now officially part of that. Hope that uh, you've been able to access the programs without a problem. If you've got any issues or concerns or challenges, you can always email me, easyweave at gmail.com. Please follow me on Twitter and uh, become friends with me on on the Facebook. I'm, I'm into that sort of thing. And uh, we certainly and do all those things for Dogs by Nature as well. Uh, and for all of the hosts that you hear. All of the hosts that you hear on Dogs by Nature have their own uh, social media, so follow them. They're all good guys, and by doing that, you'll know when the, you know know when all the programs are coming out, and uh, 
get you know the the have the kind of touch point with all of those guys be able to communicate with them so we always appreciate the feedback and appreciate you being out there uh browns lose but i'm you know not feeling too bad i'm 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 just i'm just not feeling too bad about this game i feel a lot better about things i would have felt better if the same exact performance had happened but hugh jackson had been the coach Uh, because i would have seen that as because he just well, that's the thing is that it wouldn't have been the same performance because the offense was already uh, stagnating with him trying to, and him, by the way, and, and no, I'm glad that I didn't really spend any time t- with him and his apology tour out there uh, where he's actually, it's not even that he's not even um, apologizing as much as he's blaming everybody else for, for, for everything that went wrong with, uh, with his failures the last couple of years. Yeah. We got Atlanta next week, then the Bengals after that, then the Texans, then the Panthers, then the Broncos, then the Bengals again, then the Ravens to close it out. So, hey, a lot of good football left to watch. And for my money, it was pretty close to uh, what I thought was going to happen, that they were going to beat us easily, but that we would we would show up offensively. We did, so I'm cool with it. And uh, it was uh, good talking to you about it here at the end of the, all of this. My name is Easy Weave, and this is Easy Does It on Dogs by Nature. Have a great one, y'all. Until next time, good luck. God bless. So- Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.